Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Around the League podcast, a new podcast being brought to you by, by the Redmond TV. We're giving, giving this a trial. Um, my name is Ben Kelly. and sat opposite me is the lovely Ross Chanley. How are lovely. you? How lovely, are you? Yeah. Even better after my United lost. Exactly. Perfect um, time to trial this. We, exactly. We, well, we were in two minds because we're both away next week and I'm away the, the, the week after. So we thought we'd do a pilot. We'd gauge the interest because essentially we, we're going to get the inevitable comments of don't talk about other teams, just worry about ourselves and all this. No, I like talking about other teams. It makes you a better rounded football fan. And, you know, there are some important issues that and hilarious issues um and topics that um that are worth discussing, I feel. So um so we're gonna we're gonna give it a go. We're probably gonna focus mainly on the top six rivals that we've got, obviously but the crux will be that sort of thing. But, you know, there's there's plenty of things going on outside the top six. I know, Ross, you were interested in talking about Europe, you know, mm. perhaps as we go on. Um, but today I've kept it simple. Within the top six, we'll, we'll be interacting with people, I think, probably as, as time goes on. Um, but, you know, we, we're not going to include that today. But to start with... I'm going to include some trivia. More, Paul and Chris like to open their podcast with an, uh, a kickoff question. That's not the case today. I'm going to give Ross some trivia, and he's going to try and figure it out. And maybe, maybe we'll come back to it at the end. Maybe I can ask you now, and we'll come back to it at the end. That's you can have a think. Definitely going to be the case. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so the trivia is linked to our first topic, which is going to be the Man United game. How many times in the Premier League era? Have Manchester United lost by three or more goals at home? And for a bonus point, not that I'm scoring you, but for a bonus point, how many different teams have done it? And what's your instinct off the top of your head? Not a lot. Not a lot. Because I've grown up a time when Man United were pretty good. Uh, I'll go Noah's Ark, two by two for now. Two by two. Okay, I can remember we'll that. I don't need to, to write that down. Okay, I'll come back to it. By three goals or more? By three goals or more. Okay, well, we're definitely one of them. Okay, fine. Yeah. So, so, so okay, yeah. yeah, okay, fantastic. Okay, so we're going to start by running through the top six scores of the weekend and Everton because Everton are relatively important to us on a on a, at least a, um, a, a some sort of scale. So, obviously, Liverpool beat Brighton a goal to nil. That was a that was a, that was a nice that was a nice watch. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah, yeah. it was a um, controlled start to finish. I quite, yeah. Yeah, quite enjoying these one nil wins. Yeah, used to being three 0 up and and bricking myself a. 60 minutes and then yeah. now it's 1-0 it's fine it's coasting uh, absolutely um, Wolves um, held Manchester City to a one all draw which we'll come on game. to a little bit later that was a fantastic game for a, for a half 12 kick off the games mm. at that time are normally absolutely bobbins um, Bournemouth held Everton to a 2-0 2-2 draw after Everton were 2-0 2-0 Everton were 2-0 
Bournemouth held Everton. Yeah, they were two 0 up, and then Bournemouth I mean, held I'll them to a draw. Guess, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, Arsenal beat West Ham three one. We'll come on to issues and interesting situations around in that game a little bit later on as well. Um, Chelsea beat Newcastle 2-1 in a game that was desperate for a goal for a long time and then Chelsea got one. Hosselu's header was fantastic. If you saw that, if you've yeah. seen that, yeah, that, that game yeah. Was I was I was a bit gutted. Yeah, it was. Mm. I thought Newcastle had worked hard enough to gain a point, um, but but ha- clearly didn't. And then the first topic of conversation: where where else could we start? It was like we were we discussed this. We discussed doing this podcast last week, and we discussed recording yesterday, Monday. Mm. And um, I said no, we should wait till Tuesday. Did just you because envisage this like Deli Ali did with well, this stupid with this thing. Can you do it? No. Let's not do that. <laughs> um, no, I, I thought this is whatever happened it because obviously after the Brighton loss from Man United, um, the whatever happened here, there was going to be a story. Whether I expected Man United to go out and win these games because they're just the type of games that Man United win, um, but I didn't expect this. Ross, did you? <laughs> yeah, and no, it was, I was confused at the beginning because he, he made six changes, and I'm thinking. That's a lot of changes to make when you're going into your third game of the season. He's clearly not happy with his defence. And I, I, I put a tweet out last night going, it's mad to the fact that he, it seems as if he still doesn't know his best team or his best formation. Mm. And he should do because he's bought half these players and he's spent hundreds of millions of pounds, whatever it is. And you think you're in prime position now to actually go, we need to make a march on City, like like what like we're doing. I'm going, this is how we set up, this is what we do. And he just seemed, he just seems really confused. No, and he's lost the plot. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, so six changes for Jose Mourinho last night. A, a different system. He's playing under Herrera as part of a back three, which seemed to work for a little while because Herrera is. I don't like under Herrera, but I I think as a defensive player, he's he's got good defensive qualities. I could see the logic behind perhaps trialing him there. As I say, for United United looked good for the first half an hour. To be fair to them, and I don't think they did. I, I, well, no. I, well, I think they created chances. I think. Tottenham took the time getting into the game. They were they were they were cautious for me. They were, you know. But then after the half an hour mark, there seemed to be a turn. They seemed, Tottenham seemed to be getting the foot on the ball a lot more. They seemed to be creating a lot more. They seemed to be putting United defence under a lot of pressure. And then in the end, they went in nil nil at half time. Where it probably it, how it was nil nil at half time, I don't know because Lukaku makes an absolute That's sitter. The only clear cut chance I remember United having was Danny Rose setting Lukaku up. That, Fred had a relatively good one early on and then he had another one a bit later on where he slices it. it what I'm saying, United seemed a bit more positive than usual. I think that's what I'm trying to get at and I think a lot of people agreed. And then for me, going out into the second half, Mourinho summed it up very well. Part of his interview was very good in terms of, because obviously we both played football to some level and he, he said that when you concede two goals so quickly after another, it's like an Super overdose. Yeah, 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 it's like an overdose of fatigue is what what he said, and and he's spot on there because you just you work so hard in the first half. And to be honest, they'll have gone into that dressing room. I think very optimistic about the performance in the first half. They come out and then they get blown away by the two goals, and it must be just like. <sighs> yeah, but if you're if you're an experienced footballer, you have that man. You don't have that mentality. Like, like we, well, you shouldn't do. No, no. We used to go. Well, we need to pull our finger out here and, and make a performance. Mm-hmm. We weren't good enough against Brighton. Potentially, if we don't play good enough, Mourinho showed that he's he's willing to drop people. So either they're not they're not playing for him, or they're just not interested. I get that the, the Tottenham are good, but there was tweets at half time saying this is the best United performance of the season. 
And I was like, are we just blessed that we get to watch yeah. Big Mollus? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Every week. I'm just well, going, I, think, I don't see it. I don't Spurs weren't good in the first half yeah. either. No, no, I don't think they were. But I think, um, you know, the way Gary Neville was praising them at half time, it was if they were 3 0 up at half time, yeah. you know. And, and I do I do enjoy Monday night football, and, and but it was a bit, it, al- it almost felt as if they were already getting ahead of themselves at half time, thinking, oh, you know, he's, he's changed this system and it's going to be fantastic and all this. And then it, it, obviously it did collapse. Mourinho then stormed out of his press conference. And uh, which I thought was I know, had, a, had a breakdown. Out his <laughs> I know. Press conference. I know. I, I, it was in, it's interesting because, and I don't, the the he seems to be very touchy with the press when um, and and I, I don't know I don't know whether it's right or not, but when women seem to ask him about his job, I don't know whether you've noticed this before. <laughs> it, it's true. Before okay. the after the Brighton game, he was asked. He was he spoke very well on Sky Sports, and I was actually quite impressed with the way he communicates himself on Sky Sports. And then on Twitter afterwards, there was another interview circulating, and he was he was basically saying he was saying to a female reporter, um, "Well, you must be very good in your job to um, to, to talk to me about my team's mentality." You know, he gets very and uh, patronising. Yeah, he do, and, and, and he uh, thinks every woman's either canary on a mask. Well, that's well, that was the, that was the, that was the you again, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and that that was the that was the that was the sort of point I was leading to there because obviously he had that problem with the with Eva Canero. I'm not suggesting for a second that he's a sexist, but it, it does seem because the because when he stormed out last night, it was on the back of a female reporter's okay, question, right. and that that was that was the sort of link there. Um, he's just a decoy, isn't he? He's, he's used to doing it, but I think even the press have had enough of his. The press, now. the press have had enough. I think the press have had enough since his final season at Chelsea. Because I, I don't remember him coming in really to Chelsea because it was two thousand four when he arrived. Oh, but I remember it well. But me, because uh, because you're older. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but me mum always bangs on about how much of a fresh air he was and how you'd how you'd wait for the Jose Mourinho. Is Mary a fan of Mourinho? Is she? Don't talk about <laughs> me mum. He was. She was a fan of early Mourinho. Okay. Um, she. She was a fan. Of, yeah. She was a fan of the the way he came across. And he was. He was a bit like Klopp, I suppose. How Klopp think, is now. To be fair, she's right. He was. Like there's times where even as a Liverpool fan, you, you hated him. You saw that little bit of he was a bit, a bit jealous and a bit envious of him because you think, oh, he's a great manager. He's, he's won stuff with Porto before, and and he he had swagger about him, but he's like he could do it because he was winning stuff, and his his teams were playing. Yeah, yeah. His, his players are playing whilst so he can't like as much like. You see City now, or you see Pep Guardiola now. You go, actually, you have to concede that they're pretty decent. That's what Mourinho was like years ago. Now it's just like I don't know, it's just some demented old fellow who's clutching on straws from this history ten years ago, and you just think I've had enough now. Mm, absolutely. Well, it, it's interesting to see what United do here for me because you know, put down in the agenda, should should they stick or twist in the sense of we we heard going into this season with the pre-season that the third season syndrome for Mourinho was looming large again and all this and it's looking like already they're heading into down that sort of path I wonder whether United will look at his track record at Chelsea and at Real Madrid and just pull the plug early and go because because from, from you have to you know we've got to concede that the season isn't lost if if they were to make a change now I mean but it, in the sense yeah, of just wait till Christmas until he's completely lost the plot well exactly for everyone else's and th- sake and, and that's what Chelsea did and yeah. that's what they waited until Christmas and when they were when when they sacked him in December they were fifteenth and what six points off the relegation zone and the season's gone the season's a write off yeah and it, in this case you know you see Ed Woodward sitting up in the stands and going. It's got a face on him like like a slapped ass, mm. and he's looking at and and you must think there must be conversations going on about it already because 
you, you, why take the risk? There's evidence to suggest that this isn't going to get better. No, it's, it's a financial decision, isn't it? Mm. That and to see who's available. I, I have no doubt in my mind they want Pochettino there. But why would, why would he go there Not now the when, he's, when he's doing so well? But that's the major difference. I'm saying, like, you know, they haven't backed him in the summer. But look at what Pochettino's done at, at, at Spurs. He doesn't need millions mm. and millions of pounds to go and, go and win stuff or play decent football. That's because he's a coach. Not a manager. Mourinho is a manager. He was not willing to coach people and train them up and improve young players. He's just like he wants to go and spend another 80, 90 million on on centre halves when he's already bought two. Well, don't, if you don't want them in the first place, to what like Klopp's done, didn't get Virgil Van Dijk. Well, I'll wait. I'm not going to go and spend 30, 40 million pounds. Someone I don't want. That's on, true. And he's then he's going to bought Bay. He had a crap game. And instead of playing him, he played a midfielder at centre half. Yeah, that's true. But that's always been Jose Mourinho's philosophy. Exactly. So Chelsea. you would have known that before. So, so they should have a they should have known that going in, and, and b you can kind of as as a Mourinho as 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 somebody who's try, is trying to look at it f- from a non biased perspective because that's kind of what this podcast is about trying to take off the road. <laughs> I'm but, not well, doing well, that. Well, it is for me. I'm okay. trying to look at it. I'm trying to look at it from a, just a football fan's point of view and say, well, what, what's he doing there? What if if you, if you as a board are not going to support Jose Mourinho financially, like? Like you say, it, but but not but not to the sense of it, it, it. That's that's Jose Mourinho's philosophy, isn't it? If it doesn't work, he'll just buy another one. So 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 they've stopped then, haven't they? Yeah, so yeah. they need to make the decision long term. Do, do we want to continue backing yeah. him? They should have gone out and got Maguire if if they wanted to keep him in chat and they wanted to work his way. You can't. They need to adapt to him for me, not not the other way around. But something's happened in between where they had gone. We're not doing that anymore then. Well, because I think the thing is they don't want him anymore. Not prepared to back him anymore. No. Not getting someone in the summer kind of says we don't support your project anymore. So why did they get it. rid of him in the summer? Because no one's available. Possible choices. You sack him. Zidane. You millions and millions of pounds. Zidane's exactly. probably going to be the one, isn't he? Oh, oh you're Andy Gray. He suggested the best. So Martinez. I mean, I'd be all for it as a man with the with the red tinted glasses oh. firmly on his face. Yeah. I'd I'd be all for it. Um, Give it Gixie. <laughs> give it, give it gigs easily. Give it, give it, give it, Bobby to the end of the season. Um, so you don't sympathise with Mourinho at all, then? Not really, no. no. Because as I say, you compare him to other managers around the league. I know that's what he's about, but other managers adapt to what resources they've got. Rafa Benitez, Pochettino, Klopp. Okay, Guardiola's not a good example because he's got lo- loads of no money. But people just kind of deal with what they've got. They don't go around moaning about it or stop bitching about mm-hmm. the board or bitching about players or agents or, or you know, for example, Pogba. If something doesn't happen, you just get on with it, don't you? What I don't understand about the way he sets up and the way he, he manages the games while the games are on is I don't understand why he doesn't utilise the pace in his squad yeah. in terms of he's got Marcus Rashford and Anthony Martial available to him there. Yeah, his, pla- his plan B last night with half an hour to go, yes, the 2 nil down, was Marilyn Fellaini. Mm-hmm. The man is in his third season as Manchester United manager and his best plan B at the moment is still Marilyn yeah, Fellaini. Again, he's, what, he's dropped Martial because he doesn't get on with him, he doesn't yeah. like him, we'll put politics stop, aside, we'll yeah. want to put the club first and then you might... You might... Yeah, why, why, I don't, I don't understand, why... Burn those bridges almost, you know. He's, yeah. he's he's had the whole thing with the baby this summer, you know, and and it's it's been talked about before on on shows on this channel and across the internet probably about you know cops comparison with the climb baby and all this just the the whole different approach to thing and it's it's like I don't I don't understand why you'd put yourself in that position as a manager. The players the players need to be you need to. You need to have the players on side to get the best out of your players. You can see it with Pochettino and the Spurs squad last night. They're all buying into Pochettino and what he wants and his philosophy. And you know you can tell there's a good relationship there. And that you now begin to see that on the pitch. I've I, I watched I watched an interesting video about 
how what Spurs need to do to, to challenge for the title essentially this season and their average points from last season was highest when they were playing teams between seventh and seventeenth, like the the middle of the pack. The best they were they were they were poor their average points against the, the, the top six weren't great and their average points against the bottom three actually weren't as good as the middle either. So they need to work on beating the worst and the best this season. Yeah. And for me already that you know that working as a tight knit group over the summer, okay no arrivals have no arrivals have come in. I'm sure Pochettino would have liked to get one or two in over the summer. It's not happened. However, they've not lost anybody either and they've got a consistency in terms of the players have been working together now for three, four years and also you've got the, the England connection and the Belgian connection in there. They all know each other on international duty as well. And that now it's all it's like it's a bit like Liverpool in a way. It's yeah. like the jigsaws are now the, the, you're piecing together the jigsaw and it's all coming together and falling nicely into place. And it come and that's the finest example on the pitch last night so far of Spurs. That's of why Spurs I, doing that. I find it so hard to have sympathy with Mourinho for everything yeah. you just said. You know he's dealt with a situation that's been been handed to them. Okay, they're getting money held back because they're getting a new stadium. Well, you know, you know, that's the script. So he's just gone. Well, I don't want anyone. I'll wait till I've got some more money. Then I'll go and buy someone that I want. The thing that concerns me them is. Maybe squad depth. Maybe they're like a season behind what we were because the first eleven is brilliant. You'd have half of them in, in your team now. But come back to Mourinho. Maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe maybe he doesn't get the I don't know label and millennial. But the fact that you know when he was at Chelsea, you're going back 10, 10 years. Do you know if, maybe it's the same in every job. But things are different. Where you can speak to people and do stuff. Maybe he's not used to young people coming in here or confident or won't be spoken to in a certain way. Yeah. And that's why he's fallen out with him. Like he's like Pogba one. Is a um, a leader and, and a bit of a character in the dressing room. Maybe he's just like going head to head with those people. Rodgers did the same thing. He got rid of loads of people that were all characters in the Liverpool mm. team. Yeah, very true. And the same with Marshall. How many people in this office have said they'd love Marshall? And, and I, I would. Yeah. I've pretty much most Marshall of the people in this office would have him. In our squad, but yeah, at least. because he's a talent. He scored, he always scored against us. Was incredible. You're thinking that's the start of something. A young person coming through at Man United, and he's just been destroyed. Which is fine by me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. And I, I, I bet on by the, on the flip side of that, I bet he's absolutely itching to come to a squad like Liverpool. I bet he must be. He yeah. must be. It must be so frustrating of a hit for him, Rashford, Pop, even Pogba. I'd have Pogba and Alexis Sanchez. Sanchez. He wasn't. They must be sat there and they must be looking at the way Liverpool is developing and and are gelled together as a squad. And going, they must be on a personal level. They must be saying to themselves, "I can thrive in that team." Yeah. I, I, Alexis Sanchez. Could probably play fair, his way into thinking, our squad. He's thinking that, but he's going. He's also going. But yeah. getting four hundred grand a week. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. getting a lot. Yeah. He can buy a lot of dogs yeah. for four hundred thousand pounds a week. But you know, on a on a personal on a personal level, as a as a way, the professional within them will be itching t- to be just being able to further themselves more as a player. You know, Alexis Sanchez could probably play his way into our team if, if, he, if he was, oh, yeah. you know, ahead ahead of one of our front three. If he, if he was really on form and he hit a run of form, you know, and, and was and was as class as a, on a consistent basis as we know he can be, he'd probably get into our side. But he's not he's not been allowed to do that at United. Mm. And Pogba's the biggest example of that for me. We saw just how good he could be in the World Cup and... There was a moment last night where he was trying to shield the ball and kicked it out for a throw-in. I know. And all I heard in my head was, there was things in the summer going, oh, they bought Fred to unlock yeah. Pogba. I was like, you've got to spend £90 million on the player then to buy someone else to unlock him. He and, he, and he does that. He couldn't have been any more unlocked last night. Yeah. They had Fred and yeah. Matic both on the pitch. That he, what, he should have played, I mean, he, he seems to be playing a little bit more of an advanced role, but not as much as he should have done. Pogba should be for me, more of... Like, he, would, he would slot in perfectly into the 8 in our system yeah. and he would have free He did it when he played City in the last season yeah. and they, they ended up beating them. 
And I don't understand why Mourinho doesn't go, that was good, that. People like that. Let's let's do that more. I do, it's just it's just a bizarre it's a bizarre um, mentality and Credit to Tottenham. thought process. Credit to Tottenham. Tottenham yeah, look yeah, good. Tottenham. I'm a little bit scared of Tottenham, Ross. Because nobody's talking about Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah, I would love nobody to be talking about Liverpool. But there's a reason why no one's talking about Tottenham, probably. Don't know what it is. But maybe it's a depth thing. Maybe like we said you get well past the first eleven, which is what we had last season. You know, they want to go further in the Champions League, I'm assuming this year. So, I mean, you get hit with a couple of injuries, and it was the same case with most people. But if you look at our squad now, we could take two, three injuries and still be all right. Yeah, like, I think, whereas I think they injury, could... yeah, well, one injury to Harry Kane yeah. for a couple of months, and, and I think they're struggling. And also, Chung Min Son yeah. is um, is on the verge of well, he's he's in a semi final of the Asia Games. We've been keeping up with this. I'm oh, sorry, he just missed a penalty the other day. Well, did he miss a penalty? Yeah. Oh, right, I didn't know that. So yeah. so they're in the semi-final of that, and if they don't win the entire thing, he's got to go and do two I know, it was, he of... couldn't watch as someone was taking right. the last okay. penalty. Yeah. Right, yeah. So yeah. that's yeah, the yeah, clip yeah. I've yeah. seen. So it'll be interesting to see, because he's a very good player. It'd be a shame, to be honest, because I think he, he's a very good player for the Premier League, for yeah. me. You know, but equally, Lucas Moura was on fire yeah, last night. He was, he was good. I'm dying to see that performance from him. Yeah, yeah, he, bur- he burst onto the scene. Carragher was talking about before the game, about how Spurs lack a bit of pace and and it was almost if you heard him. He's just like, oh, no, they watched Monday Night Football yeah. before they went out. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do, yeah, let's, let's shout that, Jamie. Thanks very much. Um, but I th- I, yeah, I think the reason nobody's talking about them is because, like I say, they haven't spent any money in the transfer market. When Liverpool go out and make you know, three big money signings this summer, as well as the addition of the one that we that we bought last summer in Cater, there's 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 definitely a lot of you know. We we've we've definitely addressed the situ- we've definitely addressed the positions that needed addressing, and I think that's why people are talking about us in the sense that that they are. Yeah. But I would absolutely I would absolutely love us nobody to be talking about us because Spurs Spurs fans must feel like there's a lot less pressure on them. Yeah, that's because they haven't spent any money. Well, yeah. That's why they're not talking about them. And, that, and that's, that's the reason, yeah. yeah. And 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 that goes back to before with in the terms of the the cohesion in the squad and. But if they carry on doing that, because that's where they fell short last season was against uh, top six. I think that's the first time Pochettino has beaten Man United at Old Trafford since right. he's been at Tottenham. Yeah. They start performing like that on a consistent basis. People will start talking about them. Maybe they will. Yeah. Maybe, and and that that would be fine. Our game against. Maybe them. we should just do it. Just create some stir and say, oh, Tottenham are in it. Get that going." Yeah. Maybe we, maybe that's what this podcast yeah. can be born for. Maybe that's. <laughs> Tottenham a really yeah. good podcast. That, that can be yeah. That, that can be the social clip that goes out. Into the top, Tottenham are dead good, and yeah. they should be firmly acknowledged to be in the title race. Yeah. There well, we I don't go. like Harry Kane, so. I I like Harry yeah. Kane. I'm, I'm an England well. fan, so. You, you're you're grumpy about England. Yeah. So, um, Wolves versus City. <laughs> yeah, Wolves versus Manchester City. Um, we'll move on. Um, one all. Uh, we're top, Ross, and and, and the Manx don't like it. No, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of backlash after the boss night. Yeah. Stuff. Imagine people having a laugh. I know. And imagine enjoying people, themselves imagine and people liking ironically football. Yeah. Chanting. It's definitely if if people on Twitter and maybe that's me contradicting my own point there if people on Twitter can't see that there's a lot of sarcasm within the Liverpool fan base people when we say Twitter that don't have a sense of humour no, that's very true you should know this no I, think, I, I've never, I don't think I've seen anybody on Twitter before with a sense of humour except for you yeah. you're quite funny thanks um, I but, like this podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, Wolves Wolves were good Wolves I like Wolves, surpri- Wolves yeah. uh, against Everton in the, over the, the opening weekend I was a bit underwhelmed by them and maybe that's just because I don't like Everton mm. and they were beating them for a long period of that game. But they showed a different approach here. To the yeah. They went toe-to-toe for them, with them. I, towards the end of the last season, I started watching a couple of championship games because I thought I don't really watch it and I had some time in my life. And they played Middlesbrough and I hadn't thought, like, what was I doing tough? I was like, what happened to them? Like? And they were really good. They, had, they even got two people sent off and they ended up beating Middlesbrough. But like you can see the, the kind of approach that they take in the style of football 
and then you look at the manager pitch side mm. and he's very much like a Jurgen Klopp enthusiastic yeah. dramatic whatever passionate um, and, and I quite like that and then you had to think that the quality of players that they brought in you kind of think do remember the chance here and it's unusual that they spent the amount of money that they spent remember the chance of what Staying of stay, up, staying up, staying yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. that's the hardest um, bridge to gap is is yeah. that one because people do it and you, they don't do it, um, they don't stay up. Sorry, and then Fulham's equally the same. They spent hundred million pounds as well. And you're thinking for someone who's just been promoted, you're gambling a lot of money here. But then the players that they brought in are quality players. I know there's a, a little thing with the guy who owns it and the agent yeah. who knows yeah. all the players. There's, and a, stuff there's and a nice the little quality players all jump ship. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I agree with that. It's interesting because. I've never known a side to come up and and a not been basically not been involved in the in the relegation. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news: ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free, or go to amazon.com/newsadfree. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. ...conversation at all because it doesn't seem as if Wolves are. Okay. But also, it's almost as if they've come up and just automatically um, cemented their places just a mid, mid-table mid team in everybody's minds. Like, yeah. like it, It's very unusual to be having this conversation about the quality that they've got in midfield in, in Neves and Moutinho for a side that have literally just been promoted to the Premier League. And I know a lot of that is around the mm-hmm. fact that they've got this agreement with Mendes and they and they bring players in and what have you. But, you know, already you can it's, see... It's one thing to get them in. It's one thing to go and get them to play well and start yeah, your play. Because well, the, the mindset manager, of them, the if you're a quality player going from Porto and someone says, do you fancy going to Wolves? You yeah. think... What? No. Yeah, no. Doing that. <laughs> no, no. I th- well, I think that's down to the manager. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not too clued up mm-hmm. on, on Nuno Santos' career. He looks like a psychopath. I, yeah, he yeah. looked. He looked like he beat both yeah. of us up at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Um, but it, already, that like obviously in in post match reactions and things and, and analysis. I remember after the Newcastle game on on Sunday against Chelsea, there was a comparison of of Wolves style versus New. And obviously, Newcastle have been in the, in the league a season longer than Wolves. And already there was a sense of they were asked they were asking the question: Do other teams in the league have the same quality that Wolves do? To you know the way the way Wolves have got a point there against Man City is that a blueprint or do does nobody else have the quality to to, to follow that blueprint? That, and, and that's a really interesting and unusual thing to be saying about a newly promoted side for me. Yeah, I think the way they set up, yeah, but the mentality is a, a, a blueprint. For, for everyone because the amount of times we spoke about Man City last season and people turned up and they were defeated before a ball had even been kicked they thought well these these are chance in the league we've already lost let's just keep it to a minimum try and get concede one goal or two whereas I think it was only really us and Wigan that actually ever gave them a game yeah. in the whole last season so for so early on it's encouragement for the rest of the league to go actually if we set up similar to what they do mm. work as hard as they do yeah. and have the mentality of actually you know, we can get something out of this game I think it bodes well for us, to be honest. I think I think they can be got at City, and I think we, oh, yeah. I think I, I don't think 
It's almost as if people didn't have the balls to do it last season. Yeah, I mean, like you say, us, Wigan, and United in that second half in the derby. It was yeah. like, when they turned it on, it was obvious City could be got at. You know, company, Company's a great defender, but he doesn't have the pace anymore. He's, no. you know, he's, 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 his legs are going. Mendy is um, a, a great left-back going forward. I'm not convinced on him defensively. Um, I think Laporte looking... A solid, um, you know, addition to the side. But when Otamendi plays, I'm never convinced on Otamendi. No. Walker's a good player, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. But for, you know, when when you get at them and you put pressure on them, there was a lot of anal- like again Monday night football last night. A lot of analysis on their their um, back line and where they where when the ball was in midfield, either in, with Wolves in possession or City in possession, where Wolves were holding their line and Connor Cody was fantastic. Yeah, it's really yeah, good it was, to see him doing yeah. well. You know, ca- captain them to a. Um, a Championship winning side, and then um, and then he's they've he's mainstay he stayed in the team. That's that's the phrase I'm looking for. Um, but they they play a lot higher than a lot of teams do against Manchester City, and it's almost as if they've been rewarded for the risk that they've taken. Yeah. Um, because leaving a lot of space behind for Sterling and Sane when he's on the pitch and Bernardo Silva as well, that can be quite risky. But what it means is City City are squeezed and, and they've got less time in the ball. Players like Gundogan and uh, Fernandinho have got less time in the ball because everything's squeezed up. And when they, when they are pl- when they are playing deep, when City have got it, you know, in, in bordering on the final third, the, the 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 wingers aren't as deep as. A lot of other teams do, and they, and they drew and they drew comparisons with the Newcastle performance mm. against Chelsea about just just how deep the wingers were playing for Newcastle, and it's almost as if and I'm getting into a little bit of coaching at the moment, and it, it's all very interesting listening to. Um, I mean, you know, Gary Neville's the person you would listen to for Gary, coaching, to be honest. Well, maybe not, but it's still interesting yeah, to hear is. what they have to say in terms of the defensive shape for Wolves was the foundation for the attacking mm. shape. In yeah. terms of at any one point, the, the the defensive shape was never just focused on defending. It was, it was all, their attack yeah, as well. Yeah, it was yeah, their attack. Yeah. It was when we get the ball, we are already in a good enough position to, to start an attack. And there were examples Ready to where they, like wolves. Yeah. You could say, <laughs> you could say. Some might say, some might say. And there was there were plenty of examples over the course of the game yeah. where that 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 was that was proven to be true. Yeah, uh, well. Uh, like I said, it's that early on in the season for someone to go, go out and do that and have the balls to do it and for it to pay off. I think you're kind of forcing City to play a certain way rather than them dictate to you how, how you play. But I think it's encouraging the fact that they put under pressure to early in the season because I'd love to see how they get used to that because they never had it. They, they won the league by Christmas, yeah. hadn't they? And they, they were walking it for teams to come out now and have the ball say, actually, mm-hmm. you come into our, our area, yeah. we're going to have a go at you. If us, Spurs and maybe Chelsea or, or one other can keep pressure on City. I'd love to see how they can deal with that and lead yeah, up to yeah, Christmas. Def- definitely. Um, City, of course, at home to Newcastle this weekend, which will probably... Oh, they will, Yeah, <laughs> they will have a completely different approach. I mean, as much as I love Rafa, you know you know what you're going to get with him yeah. away at the Etihad he's, Stadium. He's definitely watching that Wolves game yeah. over again. Just do that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, he's watching the Chelsea game all yeah. over again. But that's the difference. I don't think Newcastle have got the quality that Wolves have got. No, bizarrely. especially midfield. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, you know, unless Shelby plays, but I don't think he's as technically as good as Neves and, and Moutinho no. you know, when, when he got time and space on the ball which City won't allow him to have yeah. but in the games where he does he, he's very good at picking a pass obviously we know that but the way the, you know the way that Moutinho and Neves have, you know they seem to just have another level to the game in terms of it's being experience. calm on the ball well neither of them have experience in the Premier League but going from Porto yeah. go to Wolves is a bit of maybe not a step down but you know they've had the experience at a top club yeah, um, Newcastle 
Well, I was going to say something else, but I can't remember what it was. So Come I might back just, to it. I might, I might just move on, though, to Arsenal 3, West Ham 1. Newcastle can't defend. Newcastle can't defend. I can't remember the life of me what I was going to say, so we'll just move on. Um, Newcastle, Arsenal, no. Arsenal 3, West Ham 1. Yeah. It was Arsenal's first win of the season under Unai Emery. Um, I think West Ham were quite unlucky. I've, I've just literally, just before we came on here, watched the highlights. And West Ham a good goal, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. did. Felipe Anderson was fantastic. Yeah. Um, He's looking really good. He impressed me at Anfield, really. He got, he got booed for a lot of the time of the game because I think he... It kicked out yeah, Trent, didn't kicked it? Trent, mm-hmm. um, but it? But I thought he was quite good um, there. Obviously, the, the loss to Bournemouth was one that they felt they should have won. Um, but but West Ham... I, I, feel, I feel like we're unlucky. Like I said, they, they go one that up. Arnautovic was considerably a lot less isolated than, than I think he was at Anfield. I think he, he could, just couldn't get himself in the game at Anfield at all. Um, but... He, you know, he took his chances. He took he took the big chance when 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 he had it and and good because he's a fancy more. team. Yeah, like, uh, I I rate him. I think yeah. I think he's if he can sort his consistency out, I, I do rate him. I don't think it's just down to him. I think it's the fact that West Ham have just bought nine players, haven't they? Mm. And one of them is Jack Wilshire. So yeah. good, good luck with that. Yeah, in and out. Yeah. Um, I think Pellegrini will be. They've got who they got at the weekend. They've got they've got somebody else. At the, they've got they've, they've got, got someone else at the weekend. They're at <laughs> That's a good <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we, we look. The topic was to talk about Arsenal, um, but we've ended okay. up talking about West Ham. But I think even if even if they don't win again at the weekend going into the Arsenal break, I think Pellegrini will have already the he'll be under pressure from the fans. But I think Pellegrini I know, going you know. into the job. No, but I think Pellegrini going into the job will ask for assurances, given that he's an experienced yeah. manager, he's a Premier League winning manager. The problem with West Ham is the owners just can't help but get involved with the things no. like this. No, I, I, I think he get more time than you think, more than anyone else, because they just bought nine players, he's just come in, the amount of money that they spent. I don't know what the next step would be for West Ham if they were to get rid of him. Um, I think he just deserves to give it a go. He's got, you know, he's won the Premier League, so he knows what he's doing to an extent, but then if West Ham's owners decide they want to go and spend £20 million on a has-been Premier League player, like they're known to do, then he's just going to screw it over. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, and I did know this, and I, I just feel they're at home to Wolves this weekend, okay. three o'clock on oh. Saturday, which will be, that'll Wolves. be an interesting one, because if Wolves, Wolves will have, Wolves will be flying, yeah. with the confidence, mm. um, and it, I think if they if they lose again there, no points from 12, I mean, we, I just, I know I know we know Nicky, a West Ham fan TV, but the vast majority of West Ham fans for me are just impatient, and just haven't really got the red to screw you have to sit and watch David Moyes, team potentially you'd, you'd lose your head wouldn't you who did they have before David Moyes I don't know <laughs> you don't care do you? no <laughs> so let's talk about Arsenal my problem because the plan was to talk about mm-hmm. Arsenal and I want to talk specifically about Meza Ozil oh. and the way that Unai Emery is handling the Meza Ozil situation so if you're not if you're not clued up on this mm. at this point um, Meza Ozil was subbed off last week in their game against Chelsea at 2-2 Chelsea then went on to win 3-2 but you know again Obviously, over the years, Mesut Ozil has been criticised for being invisible in big games, and I think he was as again against Chelsea. Did you watch the game? You no. watched that game? No. Well, he was. He wasn't great. Wasn't really involved. Mesut Ozil is one of them players who, in games like that, you forget he's playing. Okay. And that's he was, every week. And he was subbed off. Yeah. Okay. And and that's that was well, Emery was praised for that because I don't think Wenger had the bottle really to do that's that the problem. towards the end of his career, and. Um, Emery did. He subbed him off. They went on and lost the game, so it perhaps didn't work out. But you know that wasn't from a, an attacking point of view that they conceded that third goal. So you know that that's a point to to be made there. He's then ill going into the West Ham game, not in the squad at all. Mysterious, if you ask me. But I think you've got to take the manager's word for it. 
do you think he's handling it the right way or do you think that a new manager in this situation has to adapt to try and accommodate the best players oh, of the team? Just a oh, no, 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 not in the sense of, not, not in the sense of tactically, just in the sense of... Uh, uh, management? Still, yeah, management. I think he's doing it properly, yeah. If, if you walked into a job as a manager and you saw someone who wasn't doing the job properly, weren't doing it the way that you do things or the way you've done things before, Either you leave it and it gets even worse and you start taking the piss out yeah, or you lay the foundations down of what standards that you set within your mm-hmm. club. And if that means hooking them off at Chelsea, so be it. it's a signal to everyone else as well. If you're not willing to pull your weight, then I won't I won't play you. Just because he's, I don't know, a quality, he is his quality, but then he's been getting away with it with Arsene Wenger, like you just said, for years and years and years, where there's no one to tell him any different. He can do what he mm-hmm. wants. He gets lambasted by the fans every week for being for being lazy. Well, why should you stand for it? If that's not how you play your football, that's how you set your teams up. Why should you let one person ruin it for everyone else? It does. It does seem that that's that's the attitude he's showing to him because Mesut Ozil would never get in a Jurgen Klopp team or no. a Pochettino team. He'd probably get in a Mourinho team at um, centre half. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I think the the style of football that Arsenal are trying to play. Not necessarily working out for them. It's going to take yet. time. Oh, mm. absolutely. I think I think Emery's I think Emery's a good manager. I rate him. He's obviously had one over on us in the past in, uh, with, with ta- got, time yeah. against Sevilla. Um, I think, interestingly enough, I think he'll have um, come into this job. Perhaps, perhaps not expecting this from from players like Özil, but he's just been at PSG. Let's not forget for a year. Yeah. Yeah. And so, he, so he's had to deal with Neymar, exactly. tantrums. He's and, got he's got yeah. the experience of dealing big pl- with big players, and I think he'll have come into this job maybe not expecting to have to babysit certain players, but at least he's got them experiences to to draw from. And you know, I think there was a lot of conflict last season with um, with Neymar and Mbappe. If if you read everything, if you believe everything you read, and Cavani and Cavani, you know, and and having to deal with that situation as a manager, and and then walking away from that or being sat from that, whatever and leaving that situation he'll he'll know it's like any situation in life it's like okay I'll know I, I now know what I can do better in a situation like that so maybe he's he's taking a bit more of a ruthless approach to this rather than letting them leave them to yeah. their own devices but then if he, again if he doesn't do that then it's him who's going to lose his job mm. so he can't just yeah, say to him yeah, yeah, yeah kind of do what you want carry on taking the piss and then but who's going to get sat when they ask, when the fans don't like it or the ball don't like the performances that are getting put out it's, it's his name isn't it mm. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's fine. So Arsenal, Thanks. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, um, the other than that, I mean, you're right. It will take time for Arsenal. I don't think he's bought the right players at the back. I don't think I'd, I'm not convinced. No, I, I'm convinced he's kind of done a bodge job with that and kind of gone. I need some players that yeah. are better now that will do a job for me this season. I don't think they've got any high expectations of the season, and it's very much a rebuilding job of what Fenger's done for. Past five years, isn't it? Well, they're away at Cardiff this weekend, oh, so, so we'll see. Um, there's a different, there's good, oh, definitely going to be a different approach yeah. taken to that game from, from a Cardiff perspective in terms of it's just a different type of game to the likes of Liverpool mm. and your Man Cities. We'll, we'll learn how good these you defenders say are. Neil, Neil, Neil Warnock doesn't play football like Pep Guardiola. I, I don't think, Klopp, you know what? I think that there's definitely some differences. Is there? Um, I think you, oh, you, mainly you, elbows. And I, I, yeah, I've crunched the numbers and I don't <laughs> think they play. Very <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but there's like a reason said, why they didn't do a documentary on Neil Warnock's no, Cardiff, no, isn't there? No, but I, I, I'd, I'd be morally interested in seeing yeah, a documentary on Neil Warnock's Cardiff just to see how um, how how he is in the dressing room. There's, there's been different bits and bobs. There was a clip of him actually. Bollocking Jagielka from about 15 years oh, ago. Sheffield United. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah. find it funny. 
I think I think um, I, I don't mind Neil, Neil Warnock. I, I don't I don't no, mind I don't him. I, I, but he never seems to get the chance. He always seems to be able. It's that it's the classic trend of his. He seems to be able to promote teams, but then he never seems to get the chance to see out a season and keep them in the Premier League. For me, you know, Cardiff Cardiff for me are one of the ones that are going to go down um, as it stands. But they. He should still be given until the end of the season. If they go down, they go. They go down. But you know, I can see him being out by Christmas, and he's, Cause he's, again, he's cause earned it, the right to have that opportunity. It's a financial decision, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a massive gamble. If you yeah. like, say, full of money, spent on yeah, they've, they've gambled that thinking they're going to stay up, and they can afford it. Yeah. They get relegated, they're screwed. Whereas Cardiff, if they've not spent any money, will the blow will be less significant if they get relegated? Mm. Yeah, but the, well, I mean, they, they couldn't beat Huddersfield at the weekend, and Huddersfield were down to ten men for half an hour. And you go, Huddersfield again. One of the one of the ones who'll definitely be in the conversation for going down. For me, if you can't, if you can't, I like get Wagner goal, though. I, oh, I know I, it's not a reason for I, him to stay yeah, up. So I like the yeah, manager. I very much, I very much like David <laughs> Wagner, but I think the Man City game. I know Man City are a different kettle of fish to like the teams like Cardiff and and, and all. Uh, sorry, teams like Cardiff and um, you know other other teams will be in that conversation. But that could have been that could have been three 0 after five minutes. They're just so yeah. They're so fragile. That's the word. They're, they're fragile, and I think you know. I think they'll lose a lot of football matches this season. I think I think they really will struggle. But it'd be interesting to see if Cardiff can get. Is it the first win of the season? They've not won yet, no. have they? No. So if if they beat Arsenal, you know, that I would forgot, be really I forgot they were in the Premier League until this morning. <laughs> they've got the real thing. No, they've they've lost they've lost to Watford, and they've lost to they've drawn with Huddersfield, and they've lost to oh no they drew with Newcastle. That's how they've got on so far. So if they if they beat Arsenal in the first one of the season, they're only a point behind Man United though. No, they're all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing similar type of football. Yeah, yeah. That, you know that that's what happens to teams like that. Maybe Neil uh, Warren could go to United. Imagine, imagine. Ooh. My dad, my dad always says, and I know my dad's a Liverpool fan, but my dad always says they need somebody who knows the club inside out, Man United, for a bit of stability because because since Ferguson they've never had stability. You're gonna so, say Giggsy, aren't you? Uh, no, oh. well, uh, may, well until the end of the season maybe, huh. um, but. He, it sounds daft. But he, he he always says Steve Bruce because he's, <laughs> I know, but but he's doing a good job at Villa and he's doing and he and like I said, he knows the Mark Hughes is another one like players players that know the club and and perhaps you know will be given a little bit more. Um, you mean people, with people, people that like, care about the club? Yeah, so that's, that's what you need. Okay, and I think um, you know you get the sense of like that with with a lot of the other tops. You get the even though Manchester City is a massive. Marketing, you know the way the way their club is is um, marketed. Mm. Um, you know, you can tell Guardiola does. I think he does quite like the club, especially after watching this documentary. I think he does yeah, yeah. quite like the fans and the you know the, especially the group. It's of because he's not a miserable bastard. Well, exactly. But um, you know, if, I think that does help, and I think Klopp has obviously fallen in love with us and yeah. and, and the club and mm. and what we do. Hello, Jurgen. Mm-hmm. I know he'll yeah. be watching. Um, and he, he won't have got this far. No, no, no. Absolutely, absolutely not. Um, he'll go, ooh, them, ooh, them two, then yeah. you. Um, <laughs> um, but you can tell it makes a difference. And, and for me, I, I, somebody like that, just to steady the shit, I, I don't know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Well, it's not even my opinion, it's an opinion that I've heard, but I don't think it's a bad opinion. But if, if, if I, Man United fans are wandering over to this podcast and completely disagree with me, well, I mean, fuck you, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, but nice. yeah, I'm, I'm a classy guy. Yeah. Um, but should we leave it there? Yeah. Oh, should we go back to the trivia? That's what we need to do. Okay. Have you, have, so, you, have you thought about it at all since it was? Well, yeah, I've, I've, I've written what I think is, is three down so far. Okay. But then I got halfway through and thought, does he mean Champions League games as well? No. 
in the Premier League. Okay. So, go on. That's me. Well, I can still remember answer two. Two. So it was two. What I can remember. Oh, it was us and City. But Tottenham did it last night. We didn't say anything. Okay, three. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've lost. They've lost seven times Have in, in the Premier League. Um, one's us. One's us. But by five different teams. So do you, do you want to know who us, they are? City, Spurs. Us, City, Spurs. Go on. Guess, guess the other two. Arsenal was another one I wrote down. I don't think they were on the list. You know. No. Do you want to know from all in order? Yeah. Go on. August nineteen ninety one. Everton won three 0 there. Did they? They did. Oh, mind you, it was two. 1992, not 1991. The Premier League hadn't started in 1991. Okay. 1992, uh, yeah, believe it or not. I mean, I'm taking this from Sky Sports. So, right. you know. So, um, December 2001, yeah, Chelsea won 3-0. March 2009, Liverpool won 4-1. Yeah, that, that was a great day. I remember it very well. Yeah. Um, October 2011, Man City won 6-1. Yeah, got that one. A great day. Um, March 2014, Liverpool won 3-0. Oh, that was the title yeah. season. Um, March 2014, Man City won 3-0 on their way to... I don't know, that was, that was, in, that was in Man United's title winning season, mm-hmm. but City, City won there. And then the last one was obviously Tottenham last night. So they joined a, a prestigious list, some would say. Oh. Yeah. Of, of, I mean, I've got, got, got some of them. Their memory's some. not great. No, well, I thought, I, thought you'd, I thought you'd be right on it. I thought you... I don't know. No. Because no. I'm old. <laughs> no comment. Right, yeah. That 27 before we started recording. Older. Okay. I, said, I didn't use the word old. Stop using no. it. Stop saying that. Oh, I remember the 4 1, the 6 1. I don't remember what? anything before. Yesterday? No. Um, yeah, with the hell of it. Yeah, yeah. Before yesterday, I need the help of the internet for everything else <laughs> in my life. No, I, I, pretty much my football mem- memory is basically anything prior to winning the Champions League in 2005. I just wasn't attuned to football. Yeah. Before. That's the case for a lot of other fans because we just stopped drinking since then. Yeah, yeah true, very true. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up there. Um, let us know what you thought of it in the comments. Um, obviously, it's it's week one, so you know it's, it's a little bit rusty. I felt, but it's not not the end of the world. Um, we'll, we'll we'll improve. Hopefully, Man United would lose every week. Yeah, if Man United, yeah, that would be a massive help. If Man United were to lose every game, that would make our lives and jobs a lot easier. Or Everton. Or Everton. I mean, yeah, yeah, Everton. Both. Yeah. Why not? Um, City mainly. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather have City lose every week than both of them lose every week, because yeah. we're not going to be they're not going to be competing with us. They need we're on a different okay, level okay. these days. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, so let us let us let us know what you thought of it because you know we, we quite like the idea of doing a podcast and we we appreciate feedback. Yeah, we do. We appreciate constructive feedback because in, in the <laughs> constructive early days, constructive yeah, word in in the early days of the development watch, and I'm sure you've experienced this with the social scene that, oh, yeah. that it wasn't very constructive and no. you know you know sleepless nights and, mm-hmm. and whatever. So um, yeah. Thank, thanks very much for joining me, Ross. Yeah. Um, we'll be back Fine. in a couple of weeks if if there's enough of an interest in it. If, if everybody hates it, we won't. It's, it's that simple. Um, cool. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks very much for watching, and, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.